0: got beer all over my computer. <laughs> <laughs> what, a so, hot, uh, what a
1: hot start. Cheers, boys. Know, what you, uh, what are you all Cheers. drinking tonight? Cheers.
0: So, um, I've got a Papago Orange Blossom. <laughs> wow. It's a course we almost played last week. Papago Orange Blossom. What, what kind of beer is Not it? Not the Orange Blossom, but... It is an orange wheat. 5%. Not something I typically choose off the shelf, but... It's Papa Go, so I had to give it a go from Arizona. What are you, what are you drinking, Ed? Uh, I got a Lagunitas Daytime.
2: And looking at the numbers here, I mean, this rivals Coors Lighter Michelob. 98 calories, 3 carbs. Session IPA.
0: Are those the yeah. two
2: big stats?
1: Well, don't forget the ABV. Oh, uh, ABV is 4. So, yeah, it's right in that range. It's in that right. range. It's it's like the little cousin to the uh, the ninety five cal's, the two point six carbs, and the four point two ABV.
2: That's Michelob. The- that's Michelob Ultra. But Coors Light right. is hundred and two calories and like five carbs per can. So
1: right, yeah. You mentioned both Mickey and Coors Light in there, so I wanted to I wanted to make sure we were all in the same range there. You Got to touch on them both. Yeah, for sure. You got to touch. You you touch. So I'm drinking. It's called Hop Lust. Uh, it's an IPA from a local brewery here called rockford brewing company um fun fact about rockford brewing company their logo is planted on the first of many balls that i lost this past weekend when ed and i took our little trip to phoenix so that was uh a big highlight for the two beer buzz boys gentlemen your uh your first first things that come to mind when you hear phoenix golf trip what do you got
0: Really bad golf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the feeling, right? We saw it, um, I would say Friday afternoon, the sun hit about 2 p.m. And it was a feeling. We felt it this weekend for sure.
1: I uh, I have my moment in mind, but if you guys, I have a feeling there's, that we're going to have some overlap here. The the peak of the two-beer buzz feeling was?
2: (laughs) I would say when we were, uh, I don't even remember which course it was, but it was the moment when uh, Trent from Barstool reposted us on Instagram and we just (laughs) went wild on the golf course. It was
0: was the back nine then Encanto, yeah, Saturday afternoon. We're coming up 12 and uh, (laughs) Ed starts screaming in the middle of the fairway. We had to figure out what was going on.
1: That was in Kanto. I, I, for some reason I thought no, you're right because I didn't post that picture until I think hole one or two because we were two, yeah. We were stuck behind some slow groups on par threes for a while, so it took some time to hit up the old Instagram. And uh, yeah, not long after that, the repost. Debbie, what was your what was the two what was the peak two BB moment for you?
0: You know, and I'm gonna go a little bit off script, but it was Saturday morning for me when we were standing on the tee box at one. Uh, eight AM Saturday morning and we piped three drives down the center of the fairway in front of our fourth, which that's a good feeling. You you can never live up to that, but that's that's what you go for in a threesome. That was a uh
1: that was a great moment. I mean I, I don't know if the three of us hit like three good drives on the same hole the rest of the weekend. <laughs> that was the kind of weekend it was and to do it in that moment was uh was pretty great. I got a nice.
2: Go ahead. Ed. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I, I was gonna say for me, I think, um, and I don't remember the exact hole either, but it was early back nine at the first court, Superstition Springs, out in Mesa. Um, yep. We uh, I was just it was a par three. Um, I I hit a great layup. Um, you know, about a hundred yards down the fairway, and then a <laughs> a decent second. And technically fulfilled one of Deppie's predictions uh, by chipping in with a putter, to be honest, off the fringe. Gotcha. Big par putt. Ed had a great par putt. And then Deppie, who was who was having a couple, he, he found a pretty nasty bunker and had a couple struggles, but then chipped in from a ways out um, when all three
0: of us so, kind of did that together. Yeah, it was like absolutely buzzing. <laughs> it was a par three. It was a par three, mind you. And yeah. the bunker I was in, I hit three shots out of. It was a long bunker, like the way it was like a fairway bunker massive. that was just the fairway. Hit three that shots day, out of the bunker, was... and then
2: you uh, you hit uh, a sixty foot chip in for a double. Right? Is that what happened? <laughs>
0: that's not what you wanted your scorecard, but yes, the sixty foot chip in for double. And then I had a fifteen. That was a good feeling. I
2: had a fifteen footer for par. We all made it. Yeah, that was a great feel. Yeah.
0: I was one and... pun collectively.
1: Yeah, I, and personally, I think that's basically where my. Game stopped being any resemblance of good, and uh, <laughs> away we went. So, how did we do on our uh, on our predictions and goals? Do you guys remember offhand? I don't, we mentioned a couple, but how'd you, uh, how'd you do?
2: I don't think we got Did we get any of them? I think I said that Depi would have every round between 85 and 91.
0: Not Definitely not true. not true. Not quite. Definitely not true. I said
2: <laughs> Grimes would drive four uh, par-4
1: i came up i came up let's see one two four short of that so and i i hated that prediction so much because we we didn't even look up the courses like we didn't see if there were any like you know 289 or 310 par fours out there like that was just straight confidence um which i usually love but that wasn't great
2: and i didn't Uh, have any predictions for myself because my game has been unpredictable and that's exactly what it was i think most of my rounds fluctuated between like 50 something on the front and low forties on the back for most of them.
1: So I think one of the, the factors in Depi's scoring from your prediction was we played four pretty different levels of golf courses. Um, Grand Canyon on Saturday morning was tough. That was a tough course. Um, And Kanto was, I would say pretty for what we played pretty average superstition kind of the same and then <laughs> that, that fourth quote-unquote golf course we played um <laughs> left a little something to be desired so we it was a wide range it was going to be it's going to be hard for anyone to keep it in a range um i think i fulfilled my goal because it was a pretty low bar that i set for myself i wanted to go one round uh with 36 or less putts and uh the first one, I had 34. So, <laughs> based on the grin, I no, I got to, I got to, I got to put a caveat on it. I got to be honest with our, with our audience here. Uh, there were quite a few. I would say at least three or four holes where I was on the fringe, and was able to putt from the fringe and get within close enough range for a, a one putt. And then there was that hole we talked about with the uh, technically zero putt. So I probably hit the ball with my putter 40 to 42 times. But technical putts, 34, and I'm taking it
0: all day. A lot of Texas wedges out there. I mean, especially in some of those courses where the grass is dead on the green, you can putt from like 20 or 30 feet off the green and and still have a decent putt isn't too bad. But it doesn't count unless it's on the playing surface.
1: Dang straight. If if there's one place, yeah, I can putt decently well statistically. It's got to be that desert uh, Texas golf.
0: For sure, was, for
2: sure. what was your guys favorite course that we played out of the four
0: that's a that's a tough question i would say that mm. um i mean the feeling on the first course was fun when you know you've got three more 18s in front of you that's a good feeling um and the rounded encanto was a lot of fun i would say something on friday e- either of the friday courses were both fun saturday morning was hard saturday afternoon was a joke absolute joke
1: yeah it's hard to sometimes pick a favorite course because like I, are you picking just based on the course objectively or are you letting yourself factor in how you played and all that other kind of all the other factors that go into it right so there's course and experience I think my favorite course maybe superstition maybe Grand Canyon Grand Canyon was a beautiful course but I had an epic sure. collapse on on that one that I'm sure we'll get to so I uh, my experience overall was a. Uh, was Pretty marred, but Ed, you brought what, what's your answer to your own question?
2: I think overall experience with like course and company. I really enjoyed playing with Gary. I gotta go, uh, Grand Canyon for me. Oh boy, yeah,
1: yeah. So, we, yeah, we brought up, um, we brought up the moment piping drives in front of a fourth, and Deputy made a little mention of a Texas golf. Uh, someone that we met, who uh, from the great state of Texas, who we got to play eighteen with on Saturday morning, our boy Gary. Uh, Gary, we <laughs> we're all we all get to the course. We're staying on the first tee, kind of ready to go. Not you know if you've been in this position, never know when what you are going to get with a rando, yep. and we're all and we see this guy walk up and you know just making small talk, ask him his handicap, and he drops a number that we were not ready for, drops the old <laughs> number six. And I, like, at, you know, not 16, let, well, we'd be much more comfortable with, but a 6. Um, but we love the guy. Gary's the man.
0: And, and then we all, all out drove him by 60, 50 yards, a long way. We were way up in well, front of him. We had to, like, calm him down on the way up. Hey, we're not this good.
2: Yeah, that was the best is, like, we, uh, we insisted on playing from the black tees. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'll play with, I'll play from the black tees with you guys And like we were all just like crapping on our games Saying how much we sucked And then all got up there and just smashed it Like, I don't know, 270, 280, 290 down the middle All in the fairway so And then he was like 60 yards behind us
1: And to be fair, we did prove ourselves right The rest of the round When we, <laughs> when we talked about how much we sucked But for that moment, for that moment We were kings of the world <laughs>
0: You know, it's all about the moment That's what we're going for at the moment Yeah, it met expectations. It met yeah. expectations. And, and then Josh um duffed his second oh. and hit it into the trees. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't even that good. It
1: was it was a pure top. I topped a four. It was a long par four. So I'm pulling out a because I piped the drive, I'm pulling out a four iron <laughs> for my second shot. And I hit the top quarter of that golf ball and it went a good four to five yards.
0: That's not what you want. That's that's not on the list of things you want.
1: I didn't even get that good old uh, dry fairway run. <laughs> it just didn't even have enough juice on it for that.
0: And, and then we got to the end of um, the first, and you started chipping back and forth across the green. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was tough. Yeah. It was tough. And then the par three up next, and I, and I don't want to go into too much detail here, but Josh then proceeded to hit into the group in front of us uh, a low line drive onto the next tee box. Um, it was not a hot start, but you ended at the front nine pretty good based on that start.
1: Well, wow. yeah, I mean, I I recovered on the front nine fairly well. I, I had an eight on that front nine, and yet just kept it under I think at or under fifty for that front nine. So all things considered, not definitely not the worst of the weekend for me. Um, but then the yeah the back nine was just an epic epic collapse. and mm-hmm. And well, I'll say this. I'll say it was part collapse for sure. No doubt about it. And also part just stellar play from Edward. I mean, that guy. Did you have a 41 on the back nine
0: there? I had a 41. It was right? low. Had, uh, at, at GCU, that's tough. Toughest question. I think you played. had like. You had what in the front? Like a 58. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had,
1: I had a nine shot lead going into the back nine. And the whole bite. <laughs> he caught me by, I think it was like 13 or 14. It was gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what happens one when one guy you, you put up a,
0: a thirteen, and we tried to. Whoa, tell whoa, whoa! You whoa. That was that was not that hard. round.
1: That was not that round. That was oh, the a last round. Sorry, that was oh, later sorry. that day. We'll get to that <laughs> garbage. I don't want to talk about it yet. I haven't had enough uh, IPA to talk about that quite yet. Um, no, but I, I, yeah. What did, I mean when I'm making when I'm making doubles and he's making pars, that lead went away real quick.
2: What did what did uh, Gary shoot? Did he have like a an eighty?
1: He shot an 80. I asked him, yeah, after the round. Um, And what an irritating guy to be like, have 80 and be disappointed by it. Like, get out of here. (laughs) I would love to. Oh, that'd be the round of my life.
0: He played so, I mean, he hit most fairways. He hit most greens. And then he two putted, right? We didn't do any of those things. We didn't hit most fairways or most greens or two putt.
2: He shot an eighty from the black tees, and he didn't hit it past two hundred twenty-five yards off the tee either. That's what's no. crazy.
1: He just he didn't have any of those like what the heck moments. Like he didn't have the top, he didn't have the back and forth over the green, chipping. Like he was just so solid. Every shot was good contact in the right general direction, in the right general length. And it was just simple golf. And you you look at a guy playing like that, and you just go, "Well, that doesn't seem like." Unbelievably difficult. Why can't I just do that? But I mean why can't I do that? That's the question. Why (laughs) can't I do that? I guess that's just the difference between like a six and a sixteen, right? Like it just I don't know. I don't know what it is, but God it looks so simple when he was doing it. Now, caveat, again, we asked him after the round. The dude plays almost a hundred rounds a year. Yeah. And that is far more than any of us play. That's probably as much as we play combined.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and the other thing I, that it was good to play with Gary, he had a lot of the intangibles that made him fun to play with, right? I mean, so he we were on carts and he was um, walking with a push cart and he would walk up to every single ball and give you distance. Hey, you're at 150. Hey, you're at 135. He gave distance on every yep. shot we took if it was within his general vicinity. That was also super nice and he
2: like he asked questions and was engaging without being annoying you know what i mean like he knew the right questions to ask he like talked to all of us super easy going loved it love playing with gary i, I think
0: we it, all took turns chipping back and forth over the green and he would engage with the people that were standing on the green while we were watching one of the two of us suffer
1: yeah yeah it was well, nice
0: i mean the dude jogged
1: half the like like a few times like when we had another tee shots he freaking jogged like i i try and be a good fourth good rando like whenever i'm out there i i'm not jogging you're not gonna see me jog anywhere on a golf course
0: (laughs) are you walking though you're probably in a cart let's be honest
1: well yeah but i'm just saying in that even if i'm walking it's a it's a brisk walk at best um so yeah i mean the guy the guy was probably the best random i've ever been paired with he was what was the early fifties, something like that. Um, so not in our 52. Yeah. Not in our age range. Um, but just a cool relatable guy. Um, was able to just kind of like chat, like Debbie said, you know, just kind of making conversation. Um, we found out that he went to Abilene Christian, uh, in Texas for college. So we got to kind of talk about our Christian education experiences and stuff like that. Just a cool guy. Um, Loves to drink. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So one of Ed's go-to questions on the weekend, we're all standing on the green or we're walking up to the green and out of nowhere, Ed asks, so Gary, do you like to drink?
1: <laughs> I, I, I'll I give him a little, a tiny bit of, uh, of help here. It, it wasn't 100% out of nowhere. I believe there was this conversation about the beer cart and, uh, that was all Ed needed, to. That was the crack the door of the door open, and he kicked it
0: right in.
2: I just wanted to know if, if I bought him a drink, if he'd take it or not. And I'm still not sure.
0: Did you buy him a drink?
2: No, because I didn't really understand his answer when I asked him if he liked a drink. He said, casually, a cocktail or two.
1: <laughs> and, at, and at, like, what, 8.30 in the morning? You don't know what that means. like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah he yeah. I, I think I think we would all agree he is the uh the epitome of what you want to be if you're in the position of being that random person because our first day we didn't have any randoms it was just the three of us on both courses which was also nice um but on Saturday we had two randoms to complete the foursome and uh he was the epitome of what I think we want the ideal random to be as opposed to our next random who uh well I don't know what do you guys
0: think I, so let's save some judgment here, right? I think I'll let Ed lead with the cons of Chris, our Saturday afternoon foursome, and I'll I'll follow with the pros.
2: I don't know what the cons were. I don't know why I disliked him so much, but I really did. I don't know if it was the vibes. I don't know if it was like the dancing and the music. I don't know if it was the crappy golf. I, I just could not stand Chris. Maybe, you know what, maybe it was just the, the course we were playing at, too, like Pueblo... Al Mirage, whatever it was, horrible course, horrible fourth. I don't know. Wait, wait, what I've did never you guys
0: played think? Trailer Park Golf before. We played some Trailer Park Golf.
2: Well, that's the thing too. When we were, when I was looking it up, it was like at a golf resort, and I what what resort? It was a trailer park. It was a a, a sad excuse for a golf course in the middle of a trailer <laughs> park.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe a, maybe a retirement resort. I mean, resort was the wrong word to use for that piece of property. Um, <laughs> It was. I mean, we were what four or five times having to drive through this community to put it nicely um, to get to our next hole. Yeah, so you could tell upkeep of the course was not a high priority. Um, But I guess that's what you get when you're trying to have one cheap round and you pay twenty bucks instead of sixty, seventy, a hundred, whatever else we were paying for these courses. So
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, a Saturday afternoon round. It's not the worst thing in the world to pay 20 bucks. And, and to get a fourth like Chris, I mean, Ed, you mentioned like dancing and stuff. I mean, a Saturday afternoon round, that's a good vibe when someone's like grooving out on the on the course. I will give you, he didn't golf from the same tees as us. That was a big downfall when he's golfing from the whites and we decided to hit the tips. I mean, that's not what you want. I mean, it's hard to like get in a groove with somebody, get the vibes going, but the vibes felt flat and we were we were done
1: yeah i think i am kind of in the middle camp because i kind of see like i don't think he detracted but what he did was kind of enhance the what was already happening as an experience like we were i mean it was round number 4 in you know 40 hours or whatever you know it was we were we were you know sun was out we were a little tired we had had some adult beverages like we you know none of us were playing good golf you know we were especially the front nine um and of course turned it around yeah. in the back nine um like usual but uh, front nine none of us were playing well and there was just something about him that was just like <laughs> he did not make it better he didn't make it worse but he kind of steered into the skid that was that golf course um yeah but yeah i i kind of feel like he was neutral he he played right into what that experience was. Um, so not the best, but the tra-
0: worst. He was a trailer park golfer. I, I mean, from the cashier up in the clubhouse, they even said, hey, you're playing with Chris. He's here every weekend. Super nice guy. And so we had the scouting report. But uh, unfortunately, if you're playing every weekend at a trailer park course, I, I says think something about you. I, I don't know if that's who we want to play with.
2: I think part of it, too, is like that was our Saturday afternoon round. And in the morning, we had Gary, right? It's like the entire time, like. I'm comparing him to Gary and Gary was the freaking best.
0: So Chris is not Gary, unfortunately. No,
1: no, no one is. Um, yeah, it it was fine. Yeah. Now I will, I'll open this back up and I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll open it and I'll just kind of get out of the way and let you guys do whatever you want. But that was the, uh, the round of the aforementioned 13. Um, so that was a, that was a rough, a rough go for me. Um, you know what the worst I, part about it is? I don't know how much you guys remember about that hole. Nothing. But, so not much. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll,
0: I'll, we were I'll in say, a string. We were in a we were in a streak there. We were both vibing. So yeah, you were kind of some, doing your own thing.
1: There were some vibes for sure. Um, the hole before was the quickest green like on the course. I and I couldn't get like the speed of the greens, and I like four putted the green. So I was and I yeah, I had a birdie putt and I four putted. I was already pretty upset. I stepped up to the T on whatever the heck hole that was, par 5. And I mash. I mean, I mash a drive. I mean, this thing, that was the best drive I hit all weekend. Bar none. Mashed
0: potatoes. I mean, yep.
1: Ed hit a good drive, and I was 20 yards past him. Like, it was one of those drives where I caught it perfect. The run of the desert helped. All that good stuff. And then I just blade a 4-iron into, like, a pretty small water hazard. Like, I mean... It should not have. It just shouldn't have happened. So I drop Ugh. right in front of it. I get right underneath a wedge, back in there. I drop another. I hit another wedge. It barely gets over, and then trickles slowly back down into the water. Ugh. Drop on the other side. Blade it over. Blade it back over into that same water. And at that. And at that time, I just I put the I put the wedge in the bag, and I waited in the cart for you guys to finish up because I was. Uh, there was nothing good that was going to come out of that experience, so I gave myself a thirteen and thought that's. I mean, I was I was going to be hitting eleven, and at that point, I don't know if I <laughs> I don't know if th- thirteen might have been generous the way I was I was going about that. But.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're a purist. I typically play like double par is the cap that I'm going to take on yeah. a hole, same, even if it's going to be a twenty-seven.
1: I I almost felt the need to like punish myself after that performance, so.
0: I think we all um, quit a hole and sat back in the cart at least once throughout the weekend. I know I certainly did. I mean, we all had those holes.
2: I don't know. I don't remember the last six holes at Encanto.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, Friday afternoon on the day off and the sun was shining. The other thing about um, uh, the Saturday afternoon that was different than the Friday afternoon is it was a little chillier. And you don't have the hope of another day of I'll play better tomorrow. So, when when those vibes are down, it's not good. Um, so, another point I'd like to bring up um, how many par threes did we hit the grain of? <laughs> Does anybody have so, that stat?
1: So, let's do the math on that because we had, we had four rounds. Each yep. course had two four. par threes, excepting Kanto, or sorry, four par threes, accepting Kanto that had five. So that's yep. 4, 8, 12, 7. There's 17 par threes all through the city. Three. So, I um, I mean, I'm not a math whiz, 51. but that's 1, 51. And I think Ed hit 2 or 3, right? I 2, okay. Two. I hit 0, Uh, I think, pretty sure. I, I was on the fringe a couple times, but no GIRs for me on par threes. Deppy?
0: Yikes. I, I hit one in front of the army recruiter who was trying to talk me into gambling for a, a, a wedge or a putter. And I hadn't hit a par three in like 36 holes. So I passed. And then I stuck it to four feet. You guys both actually,
1: like, as we're talking about par threes, <laughs> overall, absolutely disaster. And, and you guys have played enough golf with me to know that is, I, I, if I could just not play par threes, it would really help me out. Um, but you guys both had a par three moment. Where Deppy stuck that one to the yeah, within four feet and uh, also had a killer birdie, same course. I think it was like 16 or 17, one of the last holes where he just had a great birdie. Um, but yeah, I think three for 51. Um, so that's about one and a half percent of green or that's six, not percent, you six want. percent of green's hit. Uh, that's not what
0: you
1: want. <laughs> it, and some were really yikes. easy, right?
0: We um, had a hundred and thirty thirty yard par three at Encanto, and we didn't hit it. We were all short of a hundred and thirty foot par or yard par yeah. three. Yeah, that it is was not good. It was an overall low light. There's no doubt about that.
1: I, in, in a weekend full of, uh, I would say, great moments, but overall
0: poor golf. It was a low light for <laughs> as a group. Yes. Yes. We've talked a lot about Saturday, and, and Saturday was a great day. Let's go back to Friday a little bit because that's really where I shined, and I, want, say, to I want to talk about that. I know why you
1: want to talk about Fridays because you kicked our butts both rounds. <laughs> yeah, deputy. <definitely laughs> I don't blame you. I talk about that too.
0: And so I, I mean, that's where I was. I started off strong. My driver was bad all weekend. I was um, duck, duck hooking everything to the left. Is that the proper term, Josh? Correct. Duck hooking left. Yep, I got that right. Doc Cook is left. What, um, what what you were hitting I, I off the hit tee? A,
1: what you were hitting off the tee? If if you're a, like a baseball guy, was just a nasty like two to seven curveball. I mean, it just kind of started out and just whoop, dropped off the table with that topspin. Uh, it was nasty.
0: Uh, as like a hitter, it's headed straight at second base, and then it like cuts to third base. The third baseman like really hard. It was gross. And and on Friday, I still managed to put up an 86 and an 89. So that's
2: that's the worst part about you is like Deppie can go out and shoot an eighty six and he doesn't know the difference between a draw and a fade, but he can go out and <laughs> shoot an eighty six <laughs> or a
1: hook or slice or any of that. Yeah, no like clue. Elementary he golf terminology. Doesn't
2: know what a handicap is, but goes out and shoots eighty six and an eighty a week before, like
0: athlete. I mean, let's be let let's be clear. I know left and I know right. When you get into like fade and draw. It's hard to remember which ones fade, which ones draw. You know which one is left, one's right, and I use left, right on a daily basis. But hook and draw, I mean, I mean, that's just not common terminology. I guess we'll agree to disagree on whether that's difficult to remember.
2: Forty putt average doesn't know the difference between a draw and a fade, but can still shoot eighty.
1: I mean,
0: kicked our butts okay. on Friday. Friday was a good day for in, in to to my um like detraction. I played in Kanto, which was our Friday afternoon course. Um, that was my fifth or sixth time playing it. So I knew the course. I knew what to, knew what to look for. But yeah, I mean, two good scores on Friday. I was I was feeling really good. Yeah, feeling you were really good. I drove I drove Ellen to work on Saturday morning, and I just told her, yeah, I kick the crap out of them. I'm going to do it again on Saturday. And then I did not. So Friday felt good for me. Felt good. Uh, yeah, very happy for you. That was that was great. Ed, any uh, any Friday thoughts? No, Are I'm you just capable uh, of uh, having uh,
1: Friday
2: thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of the the two rounds I won on Sunday. One of them with a 99.
0: It, those were hard courses. Well,
1: it was a hard uh, one. For GCU different re- was for different a hard reasons, course for different reasons. I would say one was hard because it was so crappy. One was hard because it was quality and hard.
0: But still, one one was mentally challenging. The other was design difficulty. Those are those
1: are different things. The word that came up time and time again at Pueblo El Mirage was "persevere, boys." Like just we got like because there were moments where like, do we just stop at nine? Do we just leave? And we just we got to do it. Just get through that 18th hole and get out of here. There are (laughs) there there are are questions. there are yeah. uncrustables in the car. Let's get back to it. Let's go. <laughs> but but
2: back to Friday. I don't want to take away from Deppie's 86. It was it was frustrating. I think he just I didn't, do. he didn't miss the entire time. It was just like shot after shot after shot. Good His golf. wedges
1: were gross. I mean gross and by, like grossly good. Unreal what he was doing with a wedge and the dude is so big and strong. He hits a wedge from like 170 out. Like so his <laughs> his wedge game is long and immaculate.
0: Crazy. The, the wedges are the only thing that goes straight in my bag. The driver hooks left, the irons hook left. So thank goodness what? for those wedges. <laughs>
2: I I wouldn't be surprised if you don't know, but what wedges do you play, Deppie?
0: I play a fifty four and a sixty, both Cleveland wedges. Very nice.
1: I'm glad you know your brand because you're you're a, you got the Titleist AP twos. If you want, if you want.
0: Right. I so I know Cle- my Cleveland wedges because I used to have Cleveland irons, so that's why I got the Cleveland wedges. Well, and you so just that, you just
1: had some maintenance on your on your wedge, right? You finally got that baby regripped and aligned, right?
0: Well, I on the pitching wedge, yeah, um, yeah, my uh, head was turned like from the grip, so I thought I was hitting it straight, but it was in reality it was like cocked way left. So every time I tried to hit it and I thought it should go straight, I couldn't hit it straight to save my life. I mean that's the story of my life. I can't hit anything straight. It's all left. I'm like a left. I'm bent to the left. If you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, all too well. But I I really wish they uh they would have know like they would have just left it as is. Like I wish that wasn't like maybe I would have had a fighting chance on Friday. I was so I I personally was so irritated at like leaving like I had a like the most the most phenomenal weekend. But I also just freaking a and it was like. I finished second three times and last the other time. Like, I was just, ugh, I just wanted one. I just wanted one, That's and I couldn't, I couldn't do it.
0: And I thought you had it after that front nine. You were beating me by six strokes. You were beating Ed by nine strokes, and then you choked four holes into the back nine. It's not five. a good luck.
1: I think five holes. I think it took him five, for sure. <laughs> it was, it, I mean, like, it, it was a slew of, uh, yeah, par double bogeys uh, on, on that one. So, yeah. Anyways, so... That was Phoenix. At least that was Phoenix Golf. I think another huge aspect of our Phoenix experience, uh, which by the way, shout out to the Deppies, Matthew and Ellen, for uh, hosting the heck out of us. Um, shout out. Ju- I mean, an unbelievable job of of hosting. Um, would do it again in a heartbeat. I mean, they're they're great. They're hospitable. They they're also great. Like they got they split. I mean, they're a great combo of like nightlife. Let's energetic have some fun and also like let's chill at home and just like if that's what we're about there it, it was perfect um food I, highlights so, from the
0: weekend I like before we get there i mean you shout out yeah. South, i appreciate that let's shout out wives right three guys shouldn't be legally no allowed to do what we did this weekend which is spend that much time together only playing golf and not focused on any real duties that's Especially, not something we should be allowed to do yeah,
1: because let's think about what our wives were busy doing while we were doing that. Uh, Ed and I left wives in the bitter cold of the Midwest to to work. I think, I don't know, I, I assume yours worked on Friday. Marissa worked Friday. Um, mm. And then have, you know, I'm sure they had fine weekends, but it was 28 degrees here and miserable um, while we were in 75 and worried about getting sunburned. Um, and all three of our wives work in hospitals, too. Yeah, so I mean, frontline, frontline girls, and just absolutely killing it, and, and yeah, and Ellen, I, like I don't know who had it worse—the wives that were left in the cold, or the wife who had to deal with these three clouds in their their apartment all the time. That's she tough. was she That's was probably tough. so happy to go to work and just be like, "Oh, get me out of here."
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, it was a weekend. It was yeah. fun.
1: So huge shout out to the wives. They are um, at all times our MVPs. Absolutely. So, yeah, um we've done golf highlights and plenty of low lights um food highlights um ed's ed's the food guy uh for them i think so what what, what was the d- paint for us a picture of your best food experience what is
0: uh, what's the phoenix food scene looking like yeah
2: well, I first and foremost, I have to shout out in and out like my love from the west coast that I haven't had in over a year now, so Big moment yes. for me. Thanks but, a lot,
1: Corona. <laughs>
2: but I think uh, Thursday night, Killer Whale Sex Club.
0: It's a highlight. It's a yeah. highlight. Food was let's amazing. Up, for the, not for the sex, but nope, for the food yep. and experience.
1: Let's clarify that name real quick before we get too much further down the road. Um, there was no illegal activity at this club whatsoever. Um, it was simply a kind of dark, mysterious restaurant nightclub kind of hybrid mix um, it, it just a funny name i don't know like i don't know how i want to know the origin of that name but my assumption is it's just for marketing purposes
0: <laughs> it, impeccable service the oh, food yeah. was catered it, it was in so there's a food truck parked outside of the restaurant called D's buns that provided food to the restaurant that was amazing the service <laughs> was amazing the vibes were top-notch food
2: was awesome i think so uh first (laughs) it was i mean it was so good that we ate there twice but first night grimes and i both had a um it was like a korean fried chicken sandwich we both got it spicy it had a squid ink bun instead of fries they served it with lumbia which is like a filipino egg roll filled with like pork and then Mm. grimes and uh not grimes uh Mm -hmm. ellen and debbie both got pork belly fried rice phenomenal um it was so we, good. I, we had
0: it twice this week. We shipped you guys off, and then we had it two more times this week. What? Now, so good. Now what's, Yeah, it's good.
1: Ed, Ed throws out that the pork belly fried rice was great and that we knew that even though we didn't order it. Shout out to both of them for sharing, but also we knew that full well because the next night we went there and ordered the same thing we got before, the Korean fried chicken <laughs> sandwich with the, what was it, the like squid ink bun or whatever that was, that yeah. dark purple bun, and basically a side of pork belly fried rice. Not a side. I mean, it was the entree. We just used it as a side. I mean, just gargantuan so
0: amount of food. I, I mean, that was only Thursday night. You guys flew in and we immediately had it there. So, uh, Friday night. I'm trying to think what we had Friday night. We had Uncrustables on the course. Dee's Buns. We, oh, yeah. We went back. We went back to Dee's we Buns. Back. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, we didn't We didn't go
1: in the club per se but we went the to food the, the food died. truck
2: friday night yeah. we got home killer. we and ate and i think we were all asleep by like 8 20 yeah
1: <laughs> we we went to we we went over to tap that and had like a half beer a beer each because you it's it, you know you just yeah. get a glass and you just pour some into it and you, we hung outside for a minute and then we went to D's buns which was the aforementioned food truck connected to killer whale mm-hmm. ate a stupid amount of food and passed out at like 8 30 so that was a Absolutely crazy night. That obviously. was Friday, and then, then Saturday, Saturday. Yeah,
0: so I yeah. had to pick up Ellen from um, the hospital while you guys went out, and you guys hit yep. a number of spots. You guys were kind of hopping around.
1: We did first first place we we walked to because everything was walking distance. We went and checked out Greenwood, Greenwood. Brewery. Shout out to uh, them. Great spot. Good little beer garden outside. Um, cool vibes, chill environment. And then we walked over back over to tap that. Um, which I I like that kind of the tap house uh, feeling. You just kind of go in and get a little bit of what, of whatever yep, off the wall. It's good stuff. And then Matt Matt joined up with us there, and I believe we went to Churchill. Can you describe that's, Churchill so, for this step? Because I that's not something we have. So in that is something
0: we have in Detroit. It's um, it's like a courtyard area place, and there's a bunch of restaurants around the outside, and the restaurants are all independently owned and operated, and the bar is independently owned and operated. And you can kind of pick what you want, right? If someone wants pizza, they can get pizza. somebody wants Thai food, they can get Thai food. So some options there.
1: Yep, it was a good experience there. Um, Next one. (laughs) Next, uh, I think, was the golden margarita.
0: Mixed. mixed Amazing service, right? I think it would be a great place. (laughs) (laughs) We waited for 20 to 25 minutes before the server walked up to us the first time. And before she even walked up, we knew yeah. we weren't staying because you can't wait that long to walk up to us. No, that was... Three, I mean, three guys. That was not an overall no, positive three experience. guys in a bar. What do you expect, though? Who's going to show up in... in, I, I don't know. Three bar, guys in a bar like that. Just, We were out of place there.
1: Yeah. I took off pretty quick um, before the bill came because I didn't want to pay. No, actually, it was because I, got, I hopped in line at... Uh, I think probably my favorite place of that evening, um, which was Arizona Wilderness, the downtown, downtown Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. location, DTPHX, DT um, heck of a place, beautiful, huge beer garden with fire pits, picnic tables, cocktail tables, all the works, um, killer logo, got some stickers, I'm a big brewery sticker guy, love that place, love that place. Yeah, I
0: mean, that was a good place to close it down for the night, right, uh, we knew we had stuff going on tomorrow morning, We close it down. So yeah, I it, it, they were yeah, all wonderful. Yeah, spots. one of us,
1: one of us closed it down there. <laughs> yeah, one out of the three of us did close it down there. The other, the other two of us, walked sauntered on over to Taco Boys. Shout out to some uh, some Taco Boys because um, Ed, having grown up in California, and I having spent some time out there, it was nice to get some real good, authentic Mexican food. Um, for sure, for sure. So that was a great. That was that was our uh cap for the night so that was a good good way to uh to cap that aspect food's always a good
0: cap for stuff like that yeah yeah and and then chill back up i think by the time you guys got home i was already asleep then yeah
1: i think we snuck in without waking either you or ellen up so It, it was a huge
0: success and then brunch the next morning and send you off in the plane so it was a wonderful weekend yeah great brunch spot
1: yeah the brunch spot big fan uh Million Dollar Bacon and some bomb juices. uh, Delicious. First Watch or Last Watch? First
0: Watch, watch. right? First Watch, yeah. First. Oh, oh, Yeah, great spot. Wonderful spot. spot.
1: Wonderful spot. And I, I, you know, what's funny is I think how much our experiences were determined by the other people involved. And I say that because I think of, like, First Watch, I think of Ed and I's experience at Greenwood, I think of Gary, I think, like... The other people who were involved, who were outside of our control, can really heighten or decline the experience. Whereas, like, Golden Margarita, the service sucked, um, Pueblo El Mirage was a, a average to below average kind of person. Like Chris. It's amazing how much the people involved um, they can matter. really heighten they or deter the I mean, experience. Part of
0: the feeling in, in, once again, what we're going for in the pod is that feeling. A lot of that feeling is determined by who you're with. And, and we had a wonderful crew this weekend. To both of you, shout out Ellen. She was there for some of it. Wonderful, wonderful companion. It was a weekend for the books. Yeah, very happy
1: how much time Ellen could spend yeah, with us. It was a weekend yeah. for the
0: books, and it was to, because of the people yeah. we're with, right? So, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we I brought think you that the, above brought you along for the ride properly because that's how we felt about the weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean above, above the golf courses and above the food, the th- you know the beverages, the how we played, all that kind of stuff. The people we were with, it wasn't going to be a bad weekend. It was going to be
0: great. Yeah, for sure. Um, any other topics so, we want to touch on before we sign it off? I was going to say, so we played some pretty sucky golf. Um,
1: some people who did not play sucky golf, uh, quick recap on the, the Sony Open in uh, in Hawaii. They're, you know, they were on their little two-week Hawaiian leg on the PGA Tour. Kevin Na getting the victory um, over... <sighs> Overwalking Neiman by one stroke, so I was one stroke away from a, a great uh, accurate prediction. Great Way what better do?
2: than uh, Matt Kuchar miscut or Zach Johnson. So,
1: hey,
0: let's be careful about Matt hold Kuchar. Ma- let's be Matt- careful,
1: Matt. Matt Kuchar, Debbie, Did you remind us? Did you pick him because he just knows that course so well? He's been playing well. Come on, or-
0: come on. He's tall. He's tall. That is a so the tallest person in our rounds this weekend. won two out of four. So I figured Matt Kuchar. Maybe he wins two out of four, goes low. I don't know. I, mean, I thought there was... Uh, and he, I, I thought there was... Maybe
1: if he had made it to the weekend, <laughs> he would have gone low on those two rounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's...
1: Love Cooch, though. This is not disrespect to Cooch. I mean, President's Cup guy, Ryder Cup guy, love, it's love Cooch. It's not what you want. Um, he just yeah, didn't... It's not what you want. He didn't step up for, for BDD this weekend. So. And yeah, Zach Johnson made the cut, but was pretty irrelevant most of the weekend. Neiman finished one stroke behind Kevin Na. Birdie's the last to to win that, his fourth win in, uh, in the last four years, his fifth tour win overall. Um, really neat hearing from him after the round about some of the, like, his journey and kind of um, how his family and his, you know, his daughter and his wife have kind of settled him into kind of where he is, and he's just really comfortable out there. Um, was really excited to get his first win and then, you know, felt validated, quote-unquote, by his second win, and then has just, yep, yeah, consistently been there. He's... Um, he he's won sometimes, but he might be most famously known for walking in putts uh, pretty early, and uh, the scene of him playing with Tiger when he walked in a putt and Tiger had like a yeah. two footer that he like walked quickly in. walked yeah, in. For and, sure. I mean, magical also, moment. real quick
2: back to Joaquin Neiman, so. he also led the field in driving distance, which is pretty crazy to think about because he's not a big guy at all. He's not a deputy. So yeah. so let's focus
0: yeah. on what what what's looking ahead to the next weekend. We got the. Uh, American Express Open. It's not an open. Just uh, the American Express Championship. Whatever uh, it is, I just it's in yeah, it.
1: it's in it's in Southern California, yeah. La La Quinta, Quinta. La Quinta. Um, yeah. Any uh, any insights into that one? Pretty good field, you know. Not the best, not the worst. Patty Reed, Matt Wolfe, Phil's out I there mean, doing I mean, the hotels thing. are
0: only like we, two-star, be, right? They're not great hotels. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they're serv- uh, <laughs> serviceable, for sure. Phil, like my Phil is
2: hosting, right? American Express?
1: I do believe so, yep. He, Yeah, he hosted the uh, that charity event with uh, Tony Finau playing with... Uh, Paul Casey and Jake Owen played together against Linden, Finau Donovan, and... Right? Uh, yeah. Landon Donovan, so Captain America and uh, Tony Finau playing together, and then our boy Jake Owen. Future Shout out podcast, to Jake, guess. we love you. Yep. Uh, playing with Paul Casey. That's right. Um, saw some highlights from that. Jake had a chip in, pretty sick. Uh, Casey and Finau both had some hole-outs from pretty long ranges in that charity thing, so that was fun to, to see the highlights of. Phil was Phil was just walking with them, trash-talking the crap out of them. He wasn't playing. He was just trash-talking all of them. It was, it was great. Did you see the, did you see the clip um, of the Finau yeah. like
2: bombing it, like, 350, 360, and he hit it, like... It looked like a chip shot for him. He
1: doesn't even take the club back. He just goes. I don't understand. I've never understood how he's capable of doing that. And I'm so jealous. Me too. How he creates that much swing speed on that short of a swing is just boggles. Do you have a. So. Go I bottom. Go ahead.
0: I, I, I know we're already like one round in at, at the time of recording. Do we have predictions for the round? Yep. Um, I don't, so. Okay. Betting
2: favorite is um, Patrick Cantlay. The all the expert picks I've seen, the majority of them look like Abraham answer. And then so far, like the biggest liability on the books has been Matt Wolf. A ton of people betting on Matt Wolf.
1: I don't know. I he didn't he didn't have a great first round. Uh, I think he's I think he was like two under. Maybe I uh, I'm probably gonna get slack for that because I don't know for sure. But he's not. He wasn't very high up last I saw. The lead is at eight under. This I don't. I've never heard of this guy. Um, but he went ten birdies today. Uh shot an eight under. Um where's Brooks? You know where Brooks is right now? I think he was also in that two under area. I just looked all these up before, but um Gary Woodland's two under. Um yeah, there's Matt Wolf's one under. Brooks was even. Brooks shot an even, which yeah he just hasn't been quite getting it done lately um for a guy who quote unquote is all about winning has not really won lately um which listen i mean this isn't judgment we all suck Absolutely. Um, but for for a guy who called who i think playfully called out kisner um and saying his goal was winning as opposed to getting paid well for 20th um hasn't quite gotten it done lately we'll see what when the majors come up he's notorious for performing better in majors than regular tournaments so we'll see if he turns it around at the masters in april but
0: so so per, I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I, go with uh, i'm gonna go out on a limb here i'm gonna go with uh and obviously we all have the same information at this point so any prediction out of us is better i so i'm gonna go with maverick yeah. mcneely i think he's gonna have a hot final <laughs> um final three rounds he's gonna go low i got maverick I don't know. <laughs> i've got i've got no seeing, no clue who right now.
2: McNeely is
0: you grab? Yeah. You don't know Maverick no, McNeely? But,
1: but that, I mean, that first name's Baller. I mean, shout out Top Gun. But where's where's he at after the first he's, round? He's 6 he, he?
0: minus five. He's been playing well. Okay. I'm going to so guess he's at, at least six foot three. I don't have height stats, but he's young. He's young.
1: You can't. You can't be under six two with a name like Maverick.
0: Maverick McNeil. It's impossible unless you're
1: unless you're literally unless you're literally Tom Cruise, who was Maverick in it, like five it, six. But an exception. he's twenty
0: five. Portanola Valley, California.
1: So, gra- had a nice had a nice eagle today on oh, a par will four. We win?
0: So, yeah.
1: Go ahead. How's uh,
2: How's Ricky Fowler doing? If I, I remember seeing it, not good. Not His, good.
1: Yeah, I was he I was bummed to see that. Top, he hasn't had but a he's top won 10 over.
2: since this event last year. It's pretty crazy to think about.
1: I think he's I think he's going to miss the cut. He's one over T 120th, uh, 9 strokes back. so very much in danger of missing the cut. I'm a big Ricky guy. I just want him to win some golf tournaments, man. Like I just I love the guy as an ambassador for the game and all that, but I I need Ricky to get some dubs. Um, Something to watch. I'm I'm going to go with um, and t- let's be really clear. I'm going with this guy because I love his social media presence. I'm going with Max Homa, who is currently sitting at T three, two shots back, um, and, and for no other reason than I want I, him to win too. Like I just, I'm a big Max Homa guy. He's, he's funny. Worse. He rips he's people. But he's and engaging. I, I thought about going. With and him. He's going to get it done. He's going to go. get it done I this thought
0: week. About going with him, but I, when I saw my boy Mavericks in the top six, I had I had to go with Maverick. And I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna go with Patrick Reed, Captain America, tied for fifteenth.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we've got two Captain Americas this week, Landon Donovan in the Charity Classic and then Pat Reed. Hopefully uh I'd like I I'm a, I'm a Pat Reed guy. I know he's controversial, but I I'm sure at some point we'll talk more about this as we kind of reflect on things. His match at the Ryder Cup against Rory is an all-time Ryder Cup match. Unbelievable. And his and he's, uh, he's, his he's favorite
2: guy. meal is a uh, a bone-in ribeye and mac and cheese and so is mine. So
1: hard to get hard to get better than that. Um, someone who's not playing this week, uh, Justin Thomas, uh, still facing a little backlash from his F-bomb at the, uh, shoot, not the Sony. What was the one before that? I can't think of the uh, tournament right now. The cha- uh, the
0: he said an F-bomb? Champion
1: century. yeah. So, now hold on. Yeah, so Justin Thomas has uh, been tripped up by the hot mic a couple times since this whole COVID no crowds thing began. Early on, he was caught with the four-letter F-bomb, um, which, let's let's be pretty honest, we can probably relate to that to some extent. We all play golf, and the golf kind of brings out the worst in some of our personalities. However, this last tournament that he was caught in was the six-letter F-bomb, uh, the homophobic slur. Um, so he basically called himself one after missing a par putt. Um, pretty rough uh, to, to drop that um you can, you can, it sucks i mean you, you don't want to hear that you don't like that's not it's not a, it's not it's, a good thing to say you know, we it's all know tough. that nobody wants to
0: be a six letter f word and especially if you're calling yourself that that's not a good look
1: no and if you're i mean obviously like if you're calling yourself that after not succeeding in something like it's it, it it's not good like I, it's pretty clear it's just not good now I do think it's interesting. Um, one of the earliest comments that came out after it was from Emon. I think it's Emon or Emon Lynch, um, who's a, Eamon, um, who happens to be uh, homosexual and a golf reporter. And he came out and was kind of asked about it. Obviously, people are going to flock to him. He writes for golf uh, for golf publications, and he's kind of in the heat of it, kind of thing. And he, I mean, I won't say his whole quote. You can find it online, but basically saying, like, listen, I don't know, I like, I have no idea if he's a homophobe, and, like, I haven't... I think the funny part is I've never discussed with him the latest shenanigans on RuPaul's Drag Race. I assume that's some kind of, like, TV show or something, or I don't, like, know exactly what that is, but Eben's a pretty funny guy. Um, he recognizes that Thomas is, obviously, we mentioned the earlier one, prone to tripping over hot mics. Um, but he basically said... Listen, there's no reason to define him by that moment. Um, This is an opportunity to grow, to learn, to move on. And and we're all hoping that's what he does. Rory McIlroy also came to his defense uh, earlier this week, basically saying, like, I know Justin really well. He's not that guy. Um, Justin kind of came out and said, that's not something I say. I don't know where it came from. Now, who knows, right? Like, none of us play golf with him. We don't know if that's something he says or not, if he's just covering his butt, whatever, I think, I think part of the culture now is so quick to jump on people and tear people down that it takes away their opportunity for learning and growth. And what I hope happens through all of this is that he is given the opportunity to learn, to grow, and to change and to become a better person. That's what we all want to do with all of our mistakes. And any given day, we all make mistakes. Ours just aren't usually on a hot mic and f- while millions of people watch. So we all want to learn from our mistakes and grow. And hopefully, this is an opportunity for him to do the same.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'd, thoughts. <laughs> I agree. I think the uh, like the comments are unacceptable, but I think he has shown from his comments that he's well aware of it. It's tough, yeah. Um, and if any
1: of us were judged, I don't think any of us want if to any be of our characters by were the judged worst by thing what we, we say
2: on a golf course when we're mad after making a putt. But at the same time, that's not a word that just flows out yep. of your mouth super easily, right? Like that comes from somewhere. I don't know. And um, yeah, I think he's shown yeah. uh, I mean, substantial remorse for it. I think um, I kind of liked what Ralph uh, Ralph Lauren said too when they they decided to drop him. Like that, this isn't like we're cutting ties with him permanently. Like if he's willing to like put in the work to like learn and grow from this, like we're happy to take him back. And I think that he's showing that he's willing to do that. And so we'll see what happens.
1: So yeah, um, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren dropping him as a clothing sponsor. It will be interesting to see uh, who, if anyone picks him up right now. He's obviously kind of a hot-button issue um, with this. Like, who's going to be willing to kind of do that? Um, Any guesses on who's going to—he's a Titleist equipment player, I believe. Um, So I'm not sure if they'll bring him in, but I—yeah. Any guesses on who's going to pick him up? I,
2: for whatever reason, have a gut feeling that it's going to be Hugo Boss— I just feel like it's kind of like a luxury brand, kind of like Ralph Lauren would fit his kind of style personality. So I think.
1: I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anyone else on the tour who is clothed by Ralph Lauren. Um, so I mean, I'm sure there are, but it, it's not the typical Callaway, Nike, TaylorMade, all these other like pretty golfy brands. So yeah, that'll be. We'll see. But, we'll see what happens with that, and hopefully, thanks yeah. For
0: asking for my prediction. I think Top Flight is going to pick him up. Top Flight. Let's the go. Known luxury golf brand. Um, everybody wants to hit Top Flights. They've been. Lo- it's true,
1: but everyone knows they're super into social justice. So I don't know if they're gonna if
0: they'll you know
1: take him Ab- out as a. Risk everybody's style, been
0: yeah. looking for a brand <laughs> at, for, at the Top Flight. Hey, Top Flight's about to launch their clothing brand. Who are they going to pick up as their first athlete? It's got to be Justin Thomas. I, I think Top Flight's gonna pick him up for sure. I don't
2: I don't think Top Flight has a clothing brand.
0: <laughs> I mean that's the joke maybe they one. will. <laughs> we,
1: I think the 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 Justin Thomas line at Top Flight <laughs> is coming soon to uh, Golf Galaxies, Walt, If That's right. Hagen. I
0: think we had to quit the podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh Walter Hagen, I like that. Um, or yeah, like. Uh, What's his name? Um, the Shark. No, Gary Greg, Norman. Greg Norman. Brandall, pick him up. <laughs> Greg Norman. Yeah, that's Gary right. Gary
0: Norman. You're too focused on Gary. All right. Man. So Yay after. You're too focused on Gary.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I miss Gary. All right. Well, after that legendary golfer name mix up yep. debacle, I think that is, uh, that is about time to wrap it up. So this has been uh, our first official beginning to end uh, episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you will uh, tune back in for next week where we talk about stuff. I'm not sure yet, but we'll talk about good stuff and you'll want to hear it. So, till then, cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers,
0: Gary. Cheers.